You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare from the and great state of Ohio. The great state of O-H-I-O. I-O, we got that just right. And you are actually really busy this time of year, right? I am, because I think, as listeners know, I do um, work the polls. People say volunteers the polls. It's not exactly volunteering. You do get paid. But this guy yesterday, I went early voting, and he said, yeah, I figured it out one time. It's like $2.50 an hour. Wow. (laughs) You get, I think it's like, I don't know, $300 or something, but you have to go the night before, like I'm leaving a little bit, you go to set up. And then on the actual election day, you have to be there at 530 in the morning. You can't leave until the polls close, which depending on, you know, what happens, because you, everybody who's in line by at seven o'clock, which is when the polls close, I think seven or 730 is allowed to vote. And then once everyone's done voting, you start closing things up, tabulating the votes and calling down to the board of elections. So it's it's a process. And as I always say, a process that it would be very hard to cheat on. So I've never really believed the, you know, they stole the election from us because anyone who's worked for the, <laughs> worked the polls knows better. But all that being you- said, tomorrow is a big day in Ohio. Yeah, by the way, before we get to the topic there, you haven't noticed like Hugo Chavez lurking around. He hasn't been at Sherry Park Apartments, which is where I work and this funky little uh, polling station. I haven't noticed any space lasers or Italian anything. It's just really a bunch of people come in and show their driver's license and get a ballot and vote. Cast their vote. It is. And it's tell the us again, thing. <laughs> right, what the people of Ohio are voting on. So this is, we have two statewide um, referendum, and I, I don't think anyone's interested in my little town's um, city council races. So we're just no, going to talk I... about those, issue one and issue two. And issue one, essentially... Uh, even though it's long and there's a lot of words involved in it, um, puts into the Ohio Constitution, protects the rights that, as outlined in Roe v. Wade, meaning that you can have an abortion up until the time of fetal viability, so which is now about 22 weeks. So it just, it's not fancy, despite all the ads of the crazy things that the opponents are saying, um, in their ads, it's it's just basically that. Like Ohio would be the same as the day before the Dobbs decision. The second issue we have is a legalization of marijuana. So one thing I've not heard anybody talk about, and I have tried to figure that out, is who made the decision to put those two things on the ballot at the same time? Because it seems to me the people that come out to vote in favor of legalizing marijuana would also say, Okay, abortion, that's fine. I don't care if people have abortions. And when I went to vote, Mo and I went on Friday, late in the day on Friday to vote, down to the Board of Elections for early voting. I I thought, this place is full of a bunch of stoners. 
Really? <laughs> so it's like, it's bringing out the They marijuana. all said, what do you say we go out and vote and then pick up some Fritos? Exactly, exactly. So it, it, that, to me, is a funny thing. And actually, the polling would indicate that um, issue one will pass. You have to vote yes. And um, the the early voting has been so strong that that's one thing that's indicating to people that... Um, you know, that it, that issue one will pass. But, you know, John, you never really know until the game is no, played, right? No, but the question, the first question in my mind was what your prognostication would be. Do you think it's going to be a heavy voting day? Yeah. You kind of feel like it might be, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I suspect um, just the early voting has been so strong. Look, I asked one of the people at the Board of Election on Friday, I say, so crowded because we got there and it was a long line. And she said, oh, that's not, that's nothing. This is pretty slowed down. And then our sister went and voted on Saturday, and she said that they were almost out the door. So that, and it's a big place, the Board of Elections, a lot of, you know, places to stand in line. So I, I mean, if early voting means anything, but who knows, you know, maybe the opponents are more likely to go vote at the polls on uh, tomorrow. And we'll wipe those gains out. I really don't know, but the the poll the um, the pre-election polling has indicated um, that it will pass. And you know, John, that is a big thing. It's a big it's a big canary in the coal mine um, for the Democrats to understand that this is a winning issue, and if they want in 2024 to whether it's take back the house hold the senate or elect biden they may try to get abortion issues on the ballot of you know this kind of thing on the ballot because it will bring out a certain kind of voter well you never know you know what turnout favors but it sure feels like uh when we look back on kansas and some of the other straits states that Turnout shows the force, the drive, the enthusiasm uh, in favor of abortion rights. I mean, that's been the pattern uh, through those set of states. And I got to believe that's that's a pattern in Ohio. And I mean, part of the interesting thing uh, about this is Ohio is really a red state. I know Sherrod Brown is in there. but Well, it's a, it's you... a, how about this, John? It's a gerrymandered red state. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, this has been, what, like Trump by eight points right. uh, kind, kind of place. And so, you know, the part that becomes puzzling to me, for the last 50 years, one of the key Republican issues has been abortion. You know, frequently, guys like George W. Bush promised that he was going to stand up and get rid of abortion, never did anything about it. But they nevertheless always sang that song. But now uh, that they did, you know, the dog caught the car, now they're not so certain they want to run on that anymore. Well, a good example of that is Virginia, where... What's really at stake is the state Senate. So the 
Republicans own the state house and they have the governor and they really need to flip the state Senate. And the three um, races that are most contested are the issue really is about abortion and other culture war issues, kind of holding the line. And Glenn Youngkin, and he, you know, for anybody who's seen him be interviewed, he just seems like the most reasonable dad that you would meet at the soccer game guy. And he has kind of backed off a more extreme position, said, yeah, I mean, I think a 15-week um, abortion ban is, is reasonable, and that's what we should be looking at. Not something for many Republicans and a lot of evangelicals and certainly Catholics, but that is just horrific to hear him say that because you're not at viability exactly, but you're pretty close. And I think a compromise position across the United States could be a 15-week ban with some exceptions then for help of the mother. And um, that's where a middle-of-the-road Republican like Glenn Youngkin, that's where he's come down. So what the Supreme Court wanted, which is, you know, because of all those insane Catholics on the Supreme Court, they want, you know, abortion, no abortion ever, um, you know, from the moment of conception. But I think what's happened since the Dobbs decision is what we suspected to be true is true, is that most Americans think that, you know, your medical decisions, your reproductive decisions are decisions that should be made within a family with a doctor and not by the government, which, you know, with government, you're talking about state legislatures are generally, you know, middle to older white men in almost every state. And um, so I think it's a super interesting issue. The other place that that's really on the ballot, in a sense, is Kentucky, where Andy Bashir is running against a very religious guy, can't remember his name, who's been endorsed by Trump. Andy Bashir is the current governor running for re-election, and he really has held the line against the Kentucky legislature passing a very, um, now they, they had a, a referendum as well, right? Something like that. Didn't Kentucky? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They so, did. Yeah. You know, so I mean, people aren't dumb. They see this for what it is. And I think most people are like, you know, hands off my, my reproductive organs. So we'll see. Uh, and I well, do Ohio is a big bellwether. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And I think with a couple of voting groups, first, if you are in the really, we're going to call it the Catholic position, but the extreme uh, religious right position that no, abortion is wrong. And you look at the Republicans getting kind of fancy dancy about, about this. I think they've got to say, wait a minute, we supported you guys all these years. But now, because it's politically not that um, convenient for you, you want to soften on that. So I think that's it. They still probably have to hang in there with them. I would think for another group, the independents would look at this and say, man, this is just simply not a matter of principle at all, is it? it it's kind of find whatever position you can 
to use the old Bill Clinton word, triangulate and try and land there. And to me, just as an idle bystander here, that just seems terrible. Uh, and I, I feel like if the Democrats can really run on abortion, and I do think it's important that, that they do that and put that choice up there, that that's something that we've got to make clear. Don't listen to the Republicans. They have all the abortion morality that Donald Trump had. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's also a good um, lever in culture war issues, particularly gay rights, gay marriage, um, even the trans issues, because your average, you know, your independent, your average American, even a lot of Republicans are like, why are they picking on these people? <laughs> I was like, what, what, what did people, gay people getting married ever do to anyone? And I think by picking that Speaker of the House that they picked a couple weeks ago, who's very extreme on that issue, who's extreme on the abortion issues, I think that this is really anecdotal, but I think a lot of Americans are like, let's not worry about that. How about we worry about roads and bridges or the fact that the world is going to blow up in, in the Middle East pretty soon? There's bigger things to worry about. Unfortunately, we really don't have enough time today to talk about the polling on the New York Times uh, mayor's poll that came out showing that Trump was ahead in all these swing states. But I will say to all the hand-wringing Democrats, and there are a lot of them, it's a year away. A lot can happen. And unless you're a news junkie, unless you're like us, you don't know all the stuff that you know, most they say most people don't start paying attention to the presidential election until after Labor Day in the year of the election. Now, that sounds horrific to us, but in a yeah. way I can understand why. <laughs> and I think personally, you know, there's all sorts of questions on the value of the polls, but let's assume that they're okay. I think more of what it's saying is a lot of people, including Democrats, are kind of grumpy about Joe Biden right now. The truth of the matter is, if it came down to it, they would not vote for Donald Trump. That's just isn't going to happen. But they do say, as I keep hearing people close to me saying, I don't know, he just seems old to me. Uh, this seems to be a problem. I'm still worried about inflation. So I think it has more to say. It has a greater sense of being a referendum on yes. Joe Biden in these kind of polls. But I mean, it's not my saying, it's said frequently, the presidential election is not a referendum, it's a choice. It is, and, yeah, I agree. Well, and it's gonna be a choice between a guy that, you know, the country will hear, it's just a shame we didn't have cameras to record it, that he was in there ranting and raving today at his, at his trial. Yes, there, that is so, so true. So oh, much to report on. You better go set up a polling place. I will. <laughs> All right. I'll Bye talk bye. to you later. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.